a good nutritional choice. Oh, God, don't you stop. Where are you? Look up. Yeah. You know, after you've, what you've been through, I mean, shouldn't you be in quinoa or kale or something? Yeah, but this admittedly rank burger is all part of my grand plan to become a famous singer and die, like Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse and all the rest, at the age of 27. How old are you? 45. Good to have dreams. Not really, I'm 26. Oh, thank God, we still have time. <laughs> Come on. Where? Get rid of that. Wait. Let's go. I've got a surprise for you. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Literally. I used to masturbate constantly. constantly. Same thing, but gave you my heart. Literally. <laughs> this is the Pool Scene Podcast, and this week, Paul Feig <sighs> gives us his M. Night Shyamalan impression and the closest thing to an M. Night Shyamalan Christmas movie with a George Michael soundtrack. I am neither George nor Michael, or Andrew for that matter. I'm Kevin, and wham, that's Jim. <laughs> Well, I'm going to wake you up, guys, before you go-go, and make sure that you don't get kicked in the fucking dick by a movie that made me cry. I'm disappointed. He wants his tears back. I want my tears back. These tears don't fall and crash around me, okay? Uh, Only for my Valentine. Our, our Christmas content continues this week for what the fuck season, WTF season, to avoid censors there. I will say this one would not qualify for WTF season. Almost didn't. If not for the out of nowhere twist. That isn't even the ending of the movie. We watched Last Christmas, directed by Paul Feig. Feig had previously made another Christmas movie called Unaccompanied Minors in 2006, which I kind of like. I mean, it's a kid's movie, but yeah. I like it about a bunch of kids stuck in an airport on Christmas and they like put up a tree and do all this Christmas all right, stuff. Cool. I like that. Louis Black's in it. He's like chasing them because they're unaccompanied. Hey, He's, like, get over here, you fuck. Pretty much. But Unaccompanied Minors was a commercial and critical failure, so he wasn't interested in doing another Christmas movie. Until Dane Emma Thompson personally sent him the script and convinced him. All people. That's because she wrote the screenplay along with her husband, Greg Wise. Thompson is famous for a number of things. Oh, I mean, very like famous actress. hundreds of things. She is literally Dame Emma Thompson, but she's in another famous Christmas movie. Love Actually from 2003. Yeah, she is. Feig is mostly known for Bridesmaids, The Heat, 2016's Ghostbusters, and A Simple Favor, which also stars Henry Golding. He also has a cameo as a nasal voice DJ in that thing you do. That's right, he does. I forgot about that. Paul Fig was also in, was it Ski Patrol or Ski School? Yeah, one of them. One of those. Yeah, he looks a little bit, a younger Paul Fig looked a little bit, maybe like Mark Summers a little bit. Mark Summers mixed with Martin Short. Yeah, there you I go. I can see that. So this movie has a George Michael soundtrack, even beyond Wham's Last Christmas. There's like 15 George Michael songs in this movie. A couple other George Michael tie-ins. This movie takes place in 2017, meaning that Last Christmas was December 25th, 2016, or the day that George Michael died.
Also, George Michael would often anonymously volunteer at homeless shelters. So I think that's a big reason they tied that part of the the plot. Jim, George Michael was very successful. How successful was this movie? Please give us budget, box office, news, number ones, anything else you want to share. From WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. Last Christmas came out November the 8th, 2019, to a budget somewhere between $25 and $30 million. And it made, surprisingly, $123 million at the box office. I sense, and this is my personal opinion, it probably would have made $200, but people called their friends to let them know how 75% in the movie, how the rug gets pulled out from underneath them, and you get totally recklessly disappointed hence it ended at 123 kevin you know what since this is christmas time i want to give you some of the christmas horror stories like beyond horrific pretty bad stuff like kind of disappointing so for instance i was opening presents with my then boyfriend in front of his huge religious family we had been together for some time and we all thought he was going to propose to me we've all heard about these horror stories where you expect one thing the other happened they all waited with bated breath while i opened the tiny envelope from him that he had put a lot of thought into the envelope contained a gift certificate for laser mole removal Wow. That is your jelly of the month. Yeah, that was the end of it because I I think I'm getting an engagement ring and instead you're grossed out by my moles. Oh my God. Why? Could you imagine that kind of reaction? Mole! Bloody mole! Mole. Here's another one. Years ago, I was dating a guy for a few months when Christmas rolled around. So I splurged a bit and got him a GPS to help him find his way. Thoughtful, useful, but not too sentimental. Felt perfect for where the relationship was at the time. And he gave me an MMA magazine. Gives <laughs> <laughs> me an MMA magazine. It's time! Was it a single magazine or was it at least a uh, subscription, maybe? It was a single magazine. And he also got a DVD with a cellophane wrapper missing. So you got him a, a used DVD. In an MMA magazine. That's nice. Perfect. These people are so ridiculous. Kevin, last one. When I was a toddler, we were supposed to go to Savannah to visit my mom's family for Christmas. My dad said he couldn't go because he lost his wallet. Turned out that some prostitutes he had slept with took his money, ID cards, and all the cocaine he'd been carrying. Pretty cool. Merry Christmas, honey. And that's some weird, weird ass Christmas stories. Kevin, meanwhile, back to the news. Actress Emma Watson interviewed in Vogue magazine says she is happy to be single. I call it being, quote unquote, self-partnered, launching worldwide discussion of the term. Now, Kevin, this is only three years ago. I don't remember anybody ever seeing or saying I call it being self-partnered, being single. No, it's just you're single. I never heard of that Fox show called living self-partnered that sounds a lot like you uh jacket a lot yeah you, you hang out and jacket a lot i'm self-partnered i'm self-partnered protecting you know safe sex and i'm doing everything right disney launches its film and television streaming service disney plus and kicks it off with the mandalorian which i could not stand for the life of me i love it it's really good had too much focus on yoda didn't like it not yoda whatever same baby thing. yoda grogu yeah, grogu i apologize kevin this kind of shocked me a bit joker starring joaquin phoenix is the first r-rated film to earn one billion dollars worldwide joker 
has that distinction. Now, pool sceners out there, if you're a big fan of the movie, kudos to you. It doesn't seem like a multiple watch type movie. Like yeah. I watched it once. I'm good. Once was probably too much, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and now the second one's a musical. Yeah, which, why did we need that? Kevin, off to our man behind the microphone in the music world. We're going to Kurt Loader and MTV News. Kurt. Hi, I'm Kurt Loader with an MTV News Brief. The Weeknd releases his single, Blinding Lights, and it goes on to become the longest charting song on Billboard's Top 100 in 90 weeks. Oh, good God. I didn't realize it was on the charts for 90 weeks. See, that's weeks. the thing about this modern music is like, it. the rules are all different, but every day it's like something, hey, <laughs> the new record-breaking single from Octopus Platypus Tooth. Like, <laughs> what is that? I don't even know what that is. I have no idea what but it is. But I know what Blinding Lights is. He played at the Super Bowl halftime show. Which I thought it was a pretty decent Super Bowl halftime show. Mm -hmm. I do like The Weeknd. Now, one guy who loves The Weeknd, especially Saturday nights at midnight, George. What's up, buddy? Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael. Welcome to The Sports Machine. Kevin, former Houston Astros major league pitcher Mike Fears reveals teams secretly stole signs via camera from visiting teams from 2015 to 2017. Communications between opposing pitchers and catchers intercepted and relayed to Astros batters. They should have been stripped of that World Series. Yes, they should have. I mean, they cheated. The I, whole, um, what was the little guy that was telling them not to rip his shirt off? Yeah. That whole thing. It's all on camera. It's all, we caught you. Yeah. But in 8K. But then it doesn't help when the commissioner of baseball said, oh, the World Series trophy is just a piece of metal. Yeah. Yeah. Real good. And asshole. Mike Fears sounds like someone that would have lost to Kenny Chaos on uh, WCW Saturday. He Night. is a jobber. Mike Fears. Mike Fears. <laughs> Straight fist up pose. Fist. Look That's at the, it. You know, like kind of warming up, turn to the camera, fist in the air. He has one love handle. Yep. <laughs> Job in 30 seconds. Got a titty. Speaking of somebody who doesn't have a titty, the number one movie in America at this time was uh, something I was very wishy-washy about i still am terminator dark fate i liked it it was okay i just felt like we didn't need any more terminator movies the terminator movies are so strange because uh, like one's fine two great one of the greatest action if not the greatest action movie of all time three oh not good at all four with salvation salvation as our Genesis. buddy jake johnson said the loudest movie he's ever seen which is <laughs> My favorite description. Yeah, some of them a mess. So for me, Dark Fate is fine, but it's like good by comparison. Well, technically, isn't Dark Fate supposed to be the replacement it's, to be the third movie? It's James Cameron's script for his original script for three. So Dark Fate <laughs> is what was supposed to follow Terminator two. three. Yeah, it was supposed to be Terminator 3. Talk about a law of diminishing returns yeah. on the Terminator franchise. Well, it didn't help that, like, God forbid, you know, Schwarzenegger wanted to become governor of California. Yeah. Then. Well, I know the Schwarzenegger was asking James Cameron, like, some crazy requests, and they just were like, okay, we're done here. We yeah. got Claire Danes. We got Nick Stahl. Yeah. We'll just make this. What a great one. John Connor that kid was. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And the number one song in America, Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi. Another day, please. It's a nightfall And you're not here To get me through it all I let my gut down And then you pull the rug I was getting Kinda used to being someone you loved When you first said that I thought it was somebody that you used to know By Godier <laughs> Which that song was a juggernaut It was a huge juggernaut And then he's gone Godier, I have a feeling that, that was like 10 years ago Which is crazy
Godier should come back with a Christmas song. You know, for the longest time, I didn't know it was pronounced Godier. I thought it was Goat Ye. Goat Ye. Goat Ye. He should come back with a Christmas song. It's just a Christmas that you used to know. It should be. And this movie should be a movie that I got used to knowing. But I never want to be used to this movie again. That's all the news that was going on. November 8th, 2019. So the trailers for this movie pretty much gave away the plot twist. We are also going to do that ourselves shortly as we carol into the plot. Jesus, where'd you come from? Well, what are you looking at? I'd be a falcon. Oh, damn it. Uh, I think you just pooed in your eye. Yeah, I think so. It's good luck, you know. What is? Getting pooed on, my bad. I'm busy, you're weird, goodbye. Katarina, or Kate, as she likes to call herself, is an aspiring singer, but she's in somewhat of a downward spiral. She has a job at a year-round Christmas store. Hey, Elf! This is my Elf. Santa has elves, you know, little helpers. I have nicknamed her Lazy the Elf because she appears never to work. That's me. Mm-hmm. She could also be called Crushing Disappointment the Elf. <laughs> I'm not really exaggerating to say that she's homeless. See, I didn't realize it was a year-round store. I'm like, is this a pop-up three-month shop? No, it's a year, one of those year-round. <sighs> But I'm not really exaggerating to say that she's homeless. She bounces around bedrooms, people's couches, friends' couches, family couches. She meets men at bars. It usually goes disastrously. She electrocutes someone's lionfish. One day at work, she sees a guy outside and they begin having a conversation. This is Tom Webster. He lives with the wisdom of look up, alluding to the idea that people never look up to see the things that few others know. Because there always he mentions like, I don't want to be trapped by my phone yes. anymore. I want to look and see the world. After Kate goes to a fail audition tom shows her some weird little things in london basically the things that you have to look up to see why are you always dancing about look up oh wow they're mice yeah i think so must be a story attached to them i'll have to find out one day yeah i mean it's very you are so strange you're so weird keep looking up You're okay. Oh, no, just my luck. I face plant into a pile of rubbish because I wasn't looking where I was going like a bloody normal person. Well, you're not used to looking up. Or smelling like a bin. I've seen this. I've seen what? Oh, my God. Yeah? I've walked down the street so many times, I've never seen that before. Like I say. Kate has to move in with her Yugoslavian immigrant parents. Kate feels suffocated by her mother. My life is... Hell, Katerina. It's Kate. It's Kate. Kate is not a name. Katerina is name. Katerina. Kate is animal. Kate, dog. What I call Marta, dog. I call you Kate. Meow. <clears throat> yeah, no, great. But can I get some sleep? One of us should sleep. I don't sleep. This yeah. is very... This is naughty. Yeah. Mom, can I please just go to sleep? They continue to allude to the fact that Kate was ill and her mom paid all attention to Kate while neglecting Kate's sister, Marta. So almost like a, um, what's the Munchausen by proxy almost? Like she is a caregiver to her daughter. She loves the attention of being the caregiver to her daughter so much that she ignores the other daughter. 
and the other daughter basically took her place, becoming the most successful yes. of the two. Marta is a lawyer, very successful. Kate begins spending more time with Tom, who makes bike deliveries and volunteers at the homeless shelter. He has a cell phone, but says he keeps it in a cabinet. She starts helping at the homeless shelter, hoping to run into him, but no one on the morning shift knows him. Tom has this gimmick where he seems to disappear for days at a time, and she has no way to contact him, no cell phone. Yeah. So... She just kind of has to wait for him to show up again. While having dinner with their parents to celebrate Marta's promotion, Kate spitefully outs Marta as a lesbian to their parents. You, you sit there and you think it's absolutely acceptable to say that she's cleverer than me and I'm expected to swallow it just because she's been ill. Marta, calm down. Now, don't you dare tell me to calm <sighs> down, all right? Like, you don't care about anything, Katerina. Yo, Kate, or whatever your name is now, because you're ashamed of who you are. Oh, I'm ashamed of who I am. What about you? Where's Alba? On your big celebration dinner, where is your girlfriend? Elba? Elba is... Elba is Marta's flatmate. Yeah, and that's how it's always going to be. I bet she's really happy about that. Very shitty behavior. Hugely shitty. Kate leaves and runs into Tom, who takes her back to his apartment. She reveals that one year ago, she had to have a heart transplant, and that she feels half dead, and questions if she has the talent to make it as a performer. She tries to have sex with Tom, because I think that's kind of like her... That's her MO. That's her MO. That's her defense She mechanism. brings guys she tries, all the time. She tries to have sex with Tom, but he declines. Kate starts making some more positive changes, taking care of herself, setting her boss up on a date, apologizing to her sister and sister's girlfriend, and busking by singing Christmas songs to raise money for the homeless shelter. £27.35, some sort of a weird token thing, and a strepsil. It's coming along nicely. Yeah, that's because of Arthur. Bollocks it is. Which is sweet, very endearing. After a few days, she runs into Tom, who says he has something important to tell her. Okay, there's something I've got to tell you. Oh, God, there's something I've got to tell you, my man. Okay, let's go through the list. Um, you're gay. No, it's... Married? No, there's... Uh, you need space. You can't depend on me. I don't depend on you. Okay. Well, I, who said anything about depending on anyone? Listen, you said it yourself. I mean, you've been having a tough time after all the trauma and... Look, I'm just worried. Oh, so now it's my issue? No, Look, you... if this is about commitment, then you just need to say it because I... I can't do this anymore. From her past experiences, her defense mechanism is that she immediately thinks he's married or afraid of commitment and basically never allows him to actually say the important thing he wants to say. Kate continues to follow through with her self-improvement, but she's missing Tom. This is where we get our M. Night Shyamalan twist. She goes to Tom's apartment to find a real estate agent who's having an open house. He says the place has been vacant and Kate doesn't understand. The real estate agent reveals that the previous tenant was killed in a bicycle accident a year ago when he was hit by a bus. And this is when the rage begins. Kate received Tom's heart. He was the organ donor for her heart transplant and now he is he's a ghost. Uh, she goes to the garden where he likes to hang out. Where can I feel you? Because I'm a part of you. Take care of my heart. I promise. It was always going to be yours one way or another. <laughs> 
he tells her his heart has always been hers and asks that she take care of it. She never noticed that the bench he hangs out on has a memorial plaque with his name and says, look up. On Christmas Eve, Kate organizes a show which showcases all the talents of the people at the shelter. Kate performs a solo of Last Christmas by Wham! And the show is a massive success. She spends Christmas with her family, including Marta's girlfriend. The movie ends with a healthy Kate writing in her journal on Tom's bench, happy and smiling where she looks up. Now, there is a great deleted scene I wish they would have kept where six months later, she has started a lookup tour where she tells the stories. She basically has made up the stories of the little mice and all these things about right. the building. She takes all the people on the tour's phones and like puts them in a box and then she gives them the lookup tour. She has a lookup hat and a lookup shirt. Right. And it's very sweet. Yeah. Like it's a nice, it's a great thing for her. It's a way to honor him. I really liked it. Do I still have everybody? Yes. 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 Gonna get a hell yes. Hell yes. Okay. So the story goes that 200 years ago, a builder working on the roof here accused another builder of stealing his cheese <laughs> and pushed him off the roof to his death. Oh, no. Outrageous. But if you'll look up, you'll find the real culprits. I don't know why they chose to end the movie with her on the bench. Let's get into characters. Amelia Clark as Kate Andrich. Henry Golding as Tom Webster. Uh, Henry Golding, a bit of a heartthrob. What do you think? Uh, okay, okay, here it is. I knew Henry Golding, even though I didn't see the movie. He's Snake Eyes. He's Snake yeah. Eyes from G.I. Joe. I think he's a handsome guy. I think a lot of it is in how they style him. I agree. They style him like a handsome guy. When you see him not do the the brooding sort of like dark guy, when he smiles, he is, I don't mean this necessarily derogatory, but British teeth. Yeah. He has like a mouthful. He has of a lot of teeth. chompers, but I will say though, like as he was dancing around coming across a lot, like Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire, mm. at one point in this movie, he does a James Bond impression. It's not very good. Yeah. Stay back. Are you seriously doing a James Bond impression? Now's not the time for unpleasantness. But then it made me think, would Henry Golding make a good James Bond? I could see it. I could see him being like a George Lazenby James Bond. If you watch the deleted scenes, there is uh, more of that Bond oh, little thing. He uh, does a little bit more Bond. Okay. It's pretty good. Emma Thompson as Petra Andrich. Boris Asakovich as Ivan Andrich. I'm sorry. Close enough. I'm Yeah. I've yeah, been Boris. Yeah. <laughs> Lydia Leonard as Marta, Michelle Yeoh as Santa, also known as Muff, also yeah. known as because we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. Yes. Anybody else we want to mention? Patty Lapone plays a customer. Andrew Ridgely has a cameo. Yes, Andrew Ridgely's in the crowd. The other guy from Wham. Yes. Jim, any actor, actress give a pass a performance? Anyone steal scenes? Now I will say I have to. I think. Amelia Clark in this movie is beyond, like I said, very enchanting, very, I was invested in her character because I think what she did tremendously well is she made me connect to her issues and her problems and a whole her being sick and kind of being thrown to the wayside, not living up to the aspirations she thinks that her mom or father want her to have because of her illness, how she gets along with quote unquote Santa, her boss. I love that play between both of them. But Emma Thompson, who writing of this movie is very questionable, at least 80% of it. I thought she was great as her Yugoslavian mom. Yeah. Like the one thing we'll talk about it in my best scenes. She says this one Yugoslavian line, which is fantastic. But how she plays such an overprotective mom 
being a kid of a very overprotective mom, I related to it a lot. About I like. I it. wondered if she wrote this movie around that character. So I wonder if she was like. I would feel like if initially, I don't think she would have been Yugoslavian. I don't see. I don't know. Like, did she write herself? She wrote herself to be Yugoslavian. But I just wonder if she was like, okay, I have this idea. It involves a ghost. Like, and Brexit. Did she hear it? Brexit. <laughs> did she hear, you know, last Christmas and was like, what if I wrote a movie about last Christmas? Someone literally giving a heart away. Literally four lines of the yes. fucking chorus. They give away the twist. The first line into the movie. God. Jim, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with best scenes? Okay. My first one is her boss, Santa, giving Kate another chance after she forgets to lock the oh, doors that's to mine the store. Too. She ends up bashing out the window and telling the cops somebody broke in to save her ass so she can get the insurance money. You forgot to lock up. Don't deny it. Well, I can pay you back. Now you listen to me and you listen good. You were great at your job when you started. That's why I took you on full time. You've got away with people and I felt so lucky to have you. Thanks. But I don't feel lucky anymore. Since you came back, you started losing your shit. It's like you don't care about anything. So now, you care about this. I had to smash my own window to make it look like a break-in. Otherwise, I wouldn't get the insurance. You turned me into someone who broke the law. I can't believe I'm even giving you another chance, but I am because I am a good person. But one more thing, and you're out. So clean up your mess. So it seems to me that Santa has bailed her out a lot. She yeah. deals with her being lazy. She even says, you know, it was a godsend that you came into my life. You worked so hard. Now, all of a sudden, she basically tells her she's a failure. Yeah. And that really punches you in the gut, too, as a viewer. And you can see how it affects her. So from that point on, she kind of turns it around. And then Tom helps precipitate her becoming a better person. Michelle Yeoh is very underrated oh, in this great. movie. She's great in everything. Yeah. Everyone watch Everything Everywhere All at Once. Amazing movie. I was going to say, I don't know how great she was, though, in Tomorrow Never Dies, James Bond. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. I have all the scenes through the opening credits that set up who Katarina is. I'm going to dash down the street. Need some ginger root, fresh beets for my famous breakfast power juice. Cool. And a cappuccino while you wait. Wow. And lashings of hot water if you fancy a shower. Bless. I'll be right back. Uh. Surprise! Guess we got back from the conference a day early. God, I've missed you. what it looks like. I just, I just, I needed a bed for the night and he, Ed, Ed was just so understanding. And I, I just, I just, I've got lots of issues, all right? Accommodation firstly, because I sort of run out of options because I'm really messed up for a number of reasons. And he, Ed, Ed just seemed to get that. Did you check him? We see she sleeps with a man that she doesn't know is married. He's like so nice. That to was her. a good her breakfast in bed. Yeah. You know, all this stuff. Too perfect. Too perfect. And then she's taking it. He's like, you know, there's there's towels. You can take a shower or whatever. Take a shower. And then she hears the shower curtain. It's the wife 
Yeah. Just standing there like I'm home a day early. I couldn't wait to see you. And uh, yeah, so she sleeps with a married man. She accidentally electrocuted a guy's lionfish. I think this happens later, but we see a flashback where she staying with her friends and yeah, she and her husband sets his his uh, Spanish galleon yeah, model on fire on fire. She's sarcastic about a job. Murphy's Law Christmas store. She doesn't answer the phone when her sister calls. She gets shit on by a bird. So we kind of see like this is her deal. This yeah. has become her deal. And I think it's sort of commentary on basically setting us up so that she can get the redemption arc. Yeah. My next one, three words, Kevin. Dick means penis. Oh, you're so tiresome, Katrina. Oh, let me do the kurats, Marta. It's Kate. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you taught her these terrible words? Of course not. Do you actually even know what nabi and tunukurats means? Uh, yeah, I actually do. It means I will nail you to my dick. Yeah, I knew that. Not dick. Penis. Well, dick means penis. Dick means penis. Dick means penis. No, dick yeah. is our neighbor. It also means penis. Dick, our neighbor is called penis? Dick is penis. Penis is dick. But just That's stop saying dick word. and penis. It's just, I'm trying uh, to explain. Whatever, you know. Yeah. So, they get together at their parents' place. So it's her, her sister, and her parents. Her dad's never around. He was a lawyer in Yugoslavia, but because there was a lot of problems, him becoming a lawyer in England, he just never went through with it. So he's a nighttime taxi driver. So of course, here comes the hostile point of the dinner where sisters are bickering, mom's bickering. Next thing you know, she says this line, and apparently the mother did not know that Dick meant penis. Oh, that part. It's almost, it's like an Abbott Costello with Dick it, and penis. It is so good. It's like, who's on first, what's on second? And you hear the dad trying to say, penis means Dick's our neighbor. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, penis is dick. Our neighbor, you know. It's Uh, such a good point of levity at this part in the movie, even though then she outs her sister, which is like so fucked up. That is really fucked up. The auditions. Stop! When the dog bites. Stop! (laughs) You've got the part. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It was shit. A few moments later. That was lovely. Thank you. Wonderful. I can smell the commitment. Do you know we have people turn up here? Never been on a nice rink before. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine. Do you know we had a woman turn up in a crop top? In a crop top to audition. Yeah, I remember. Remember flip flops? Remember those? Remember. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Thank you. So thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Good for the course. Do you think? No. Oh, no. Are you all right? I, uh, I did that just in case you thought I was too perfect. And then the resulting show at the end. Yeah. Two hours later. We are so lucky to be alive. Here, here. We are so lucky to be able to help each other in little ways and in big ways. The reason we are lucky is because helping each other is, in fact, what makes us happy. That's all. So she gets this idea, which for me, I could have used even more like her having the epiphany to have this show. Yeah. So my favorite character, one of my favorite characters in the movie is the kid who works at the homeless shelter. 5.75, two euros, and a Fox's Glacier Mint. Less than minimum wage then. Wait. Yeah, no, well, that's not much. No, that's... That's an arrow of pure heart and soul. That's that's riches, that is. Thanks. You're welcome. So, did you find your time then? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Pick a few. 
Thank you. Yeah, Who's I agree. Definitely like rooting for her. And I like him. And it's, so it's her, him, and this other guy at the homeless shelter. The guy in the wheelchair? And the guy in the wheelchair. And very cynical. Yeah, it's very cynical. And they're holding these auditions. And it's like you've got people who juggle, people who sing, people who do a little bit of this and that. And she's going to turn it into this like talent show, basically, and tell these people stories and stuff. And But then when we finally get the show and you see the packed house and she sings for everyone. It's incredible. It's awesome. It's, she did such a great job. Like that is the culmination of her redemption and her turning it around, like leading to that, becoming a great person. Point one here is my third scene where I started to cry, telling Tom about her heart transplant. And then basically this entire scene that develops. I was supposed to be special. I didn't ask to be, but they made me feel special when I was ill, and then I was special when I nearly died and had a transplant, but then they just expected me to be normal and get on with life. There's no such thing as normal. It's a stupid word. It does a lot of damage. Nothing feels right. You're the only person that makes me feel like solid like I exist she's drunk comes back to Tom's flat and then sits on the ground and just spills her guts to Tom yeah. revealing her scar and he says can I touch it he touches it lays in his arms and says basically why am I such a failure I want to be able to do this I have all this ability but because I was sick I don't seem to get a fair shake and then like you said earlier she lays in bed he thought well she thought they were going to have sex and he's like no 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 so I'm thinking you know very chivalrous man she's drunk he doesn't want to take advantage of it even though that little fucking thing in the back of my head said maybe this is another dear christmas thing what if he's a ghost <laughs> god damn it he is a ghost yes uh and then that's perfect setup the twist after you realize tom is dead and uh, she has his heart and he's a ghost i do not like how it was revealed i'll get to that later yeah but you just get this like flashback where she's like overwhelmed with emotion she started to put when two and two together puts two and two together that tom died and she literally got his heart she uh. literally got tom's heart because he died what a weird decision for a <laughs> twist in this movie that one flashback scene like i told you before we started recording where she's changing and tom was like using his jacket to protect her uh -huh. and she even says a line you're doing a horrible job covering me up meanwhile the guys are whistling at her but you see the flashback scene without him being there ridiculous yeah. man this is so stupid so i wonder if the movie might have been better suited to tell their stories parallel as if okay so they still could have given it as a twist because what if we see her as a character and it's almost her story is being told from now backwards and his story is being told from before until his death and they're setting us up to think these two characters are on a collision course and they don't for a meet cute for this to become a romantic comedy but then the culmination and twist is the moment in which you realize her story continues his does because he dies and she gets his heart. I think that would have been so much better. A part of me thinks too, I wonder if they ended the movie initially in the part of the writing process 
with the big reveal and it would have been like test audience would have turned on this. I, I bet there's not, I couldn't find any information on it, but I kind of get the feeling that test audiences were like, yeah, no way we can't stop there. We have to keep going. We have to get a happy uh, ending. Cause that is not a happy ending. As much as I liked Henry Golding's, you know, portrayal of Tom, I think that was the big thing. Like you said, we couldn't connect to him enough because we didn't know anything about his background and story, yeah. but I guess that's kind of one of the, they wanted to make it aloof. Yeah. So I get that, but God, why in God's name would you like from last week, last week was a movie that just seemed mailed in. We need got 15 days. Let's do this. This, I was like, Kevin was right. This is actually a really good movie. Like I'm digging it. People saw it. It got five times its budget. I was just fucking nuts. But like I said, I think it could have been made more until people said, you're not going to like how this ends. It's like, yeah, something different for a Christmas movie for sure. Definitely. It feels like a Christmas rom-com. We'll have to go back and watch the trailer and see because it says it spo- kind of spoils the the whole ghost thing. But I think Amelia Clark was perfect. She's awesome for this role. Just she's amazing. Awesome. She's good in everything. Khaleesi, great on Game of Thrones. Any other scenes you want to mention, Jim? That was my last big one. All right, there's no pool in this movie in foggy London town. No. Let's get out of the figgy pudding. Kevin, guess what? Look up. It's Christmas. <laughs> Look up. It's Killer Grimace. <laughs> yeah, pool check. It's our gift exchange. Yes, we do, we every do it every year. year. We exchange gifts in lieu of a pool check, and we're going to get started with the ASMAR. ASMR. I never get it right. I never get it right. Asmr. Asmr. So, yeah, Jim, I will pass along yours first. Okay. Also, this year, pool sceners, I decided to actually wrap my presents. Or I'm going to either put them in foil or I don't wrap them at all. All right. Oh, I should have numbered mine. First off, love the Peacemaker wrapping. Yeah, Let me pe- give you my peacemaker first. Peacemaker wrapping paper. I selected certain gifts in certain order for a certain reason. So, uh, Jim, go ahead and open that. And I've got a little all right. backstory to it once you open it. All right. Here we go. Ooh, this got some heft to yeah, it. Be careful with it. Let's put some Asimar. Asimar. Sucks your asthma, dog. All right, open it from the top there. Um, Not that one, other way. Other way? Okay. There you go. Hope you like all that paper wrapping, ripping out there, getting you, there you ready for Christmas Day. That's right. In rainy London town. All right, okay. so. Ooh. That is what I bought you. Okay. They are good, good slides, but they waited over two weeks and still have not shipped them. Is that another reason why why there's an apology letter from good, good that says like, hey, we're sorry we fucking suck. Dude, I wanted to send them a message and be like, no wonder Grant and Micah quit. Ship my (laughs) shit. But uh, they so they'll be here hopefully soon. That's perfect, though, man. Thank you. And I got a sixer of for a minute. I thought it was Minky Sunrise. I would have been. So pissed. It is the peel. Ooh, birthday. So the reason uh originally I was going to get you a range of boom, which you like. Yeah, and you can't Belgian lager. You can't get it any longer. It's a cheap shit beer, I'll openly admit it. I was going to, in lieu of the range boom, since they didn't have it, I was gonna buy you this golf club you wanted. But then Jim (laughs) made the mortal sin of shopping for yourself in the month of December. Yeah, I did. And you bought the club for yourself. So I was like, well shit. Yeah. So I ordered you the good good slides and I was like, they'll still be here in plenty of time. Little did I know they didn't. So it's starting to make me think that Mike and Grant had a lot to do with the merchandise. They were the ones shipping like, the I'm stuff. Done with this shit. I mean, they sent a pre-made apology letter. So I'm like, that's yeah, it's not a, copy a good paste. sign. Yep. But the peel is a, uh, it's a Belgian ale from birdfish. I love my Belgians. So you should, I think like, uh, we'll have to try go. one of those here a little bit. 
Ooh, it's an Aqua Care luxury <laughs> handheld shower. Okay, that's the new shower head I put in yesterday. Two of the valves broke. I had to run to the hardware store to get a new one. Oh. That was a that's great when water comes bursting out of the pipe and hits you in the face. Thanks for a shower head, Jim. You're welcome. Is a okay. Uh, this one's kind of it's kind of a, a mailer. A lot of funny thing. A funny thing. Funny, haha. Yeah. I just want to do something to kick it off. Little, little funny. Jesus Christ. Little funny. Another envelope inside an envelope. <laughs> you got me the Ken Melons cassette. No, there's another one. <laughs> yes. Where for where forever begins. I showed Kevin. My boy. Ken Melons. I showed Kevin a shirt on Facebook Marketplace for Ken Melons Country Superstar. So I saw these two cassettes and I was like, this would be a funny little little joke thing to get. Oh, he's, it's got my the hit single Jukebox Junkie on it, <laughs> which probably got him uh, several a county fair book. But uh, on the B side, side two, the first song, he went with the uh, Jib Jab uh, Wisdom. Seven Lonely Days, parentheses, makes one week. There. <laughs> I'm totally going to listen to this when I drive my <laughs> car. <laughs> no, you win your truck. You drive your truck. Drive, I'm sorry. Drive my truck. It's All right. Let me grab your next one. You can uh, swallow. Oh, it's a salami. Excited about the big salami. I wrapped it like a salami. All right, Kevin, go ahead. You you open first. It's a tube. Hello, it's a tube. Here in London, we ride the tube. God save the king. I know. It's super taped. Need a knife. Knife. Good old... Uh, I'm going to say Chuck Norris. Oh. Paul Hogan. See, they make these things almost watertight. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I can't kick it over. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I, have my I don't have a knife. I have my keys. Yeah, pool sceners. I I hope you guys... I mean, we like to know what you guys think about last Christmas. So let us know. Kevin cannot get that open. I cannot. It's S save his life. Just don't cut yourself. Oh, this is going to be great. This is the magic oh. of editing. Here we go. Kevin got it open. Kevin, we talked about this, and it'd be kind of funny. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, no! Oh man. Jim got me the McDonald's translite of the shrimp salad. Oh man. Kevin so, and I talked about this. Jim has been in, in the habit of wanting to collect McDonald's translites. So basically when you go in McDonald's, not so much anymore because they use cardboard and stuff. But yeah. when you go into McDonald's, they have their see-through translite signs that are backlit. And they had one for a McDonald's item that I did not know existed. Yes. The shrimp salad. So <laughs> with fast food, usually it's like the falling down. The food never looks like the sign. Never does. But... The shrimp salad looks gross in the sign. <laughs> so, like, what was, how did that actually look? It looks fucking disgusting. Of all the swings and misses that McDonald's has done throughout the years, and there have been amazing misses, that is a huge one. I cannot wait to hang that up. Because who the hell goes to McDonald's? You know what? I'll have the shrimp salad. I got to watch oh. my weight. <laughs> you almost threw up. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kevin is doing the most classiest thing ever, drinking a beer out of a Chi-Chi's margarita glass. It's the best. Yeah. All right, so here's mine. Okay. It's like a two-part here, guy. 
Yes! So it's a new WrestleMiglio sign. All right! But with the disaster transport font. Dude, I love it. You know I like my WrestleMiglio signs. Kevin, a couple years ago now, Mystery Mini Walker yeah. back? Yeah, you got to open. I got you okay. a little blind bag transformer. Okay. <laughs> so a couple years back, the running joke was we get together to watch WrestleMania. But I, I think I might have jokingly yeah. said WrestleMiglio. So Kevin, throughout the years, would just paint signs kind of looking like the old WrestleMania look. Logos, and I would hang them up in my toy room. Who'd you get? Optimus you Prime. Get Optimus, nice. Optimus, it's, it's almost like an eraser. Yeah, it has like a weird. eraser feeling. I dig it though, man. I love this. Thank you. I like my old Cedar Point rides. The fact that that's old disaster transport. Problem is, needs to smell like piss. Yeah. Doesn't smell like, like, smell like oil and piss. Yes. Oh, dig. I love this, man. Thank you. Welcome. All right. Let me get you my next one. Don't step on the shrimp salad sign. Oh, this is a oh it's a two-parter. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, you go ahead and go first this time. And not to gloat, I think I did a decent rapping job. Yeah, Jim, I, there's a little gap here and there. Yeah, but, but pretty good, man. I figure I'd rather have the gap than have just bunches of tape. You've come a long way, baby. From uh, aluminum foil that I saw in the Osbournes when I was a kid. I had to think about what this was. Okay, is there a certain way I need to is it? No, uh, no, just open it however you want to. Okay, open. I got you. Ooh, what do we got? We got a blankie. What do we got? Oh, God. Get her done. It's Dale. So. Yes. So when I got that. Oh, I love it. When I got that, it smelled. Let me. Like, how do I want to describe this? What, cigarettes or something? NASCAR appropriate. NASCAR fan appropriate. It smelled. It smells good now. I did. I washed it. <laughs> Because it smelled Ugh. so bad. Dude, I dig it. I think it was like hanging on someone's garage wall because they had the original tags on it and stuff, but it fucking smelled horrid. Well, it looks like nobody ever like used no, it. No, it's like brand new, but it was at the same time, I, like I said, I think somebody probably uh, hung it on a wall. I dig it, man. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Do, is there a certain order in which I should open this two-parter? I would do do the small one first. Okay. It's like White Elephant. I think this is Domino's <laughs> from the dollar store. Uh, I dig this Dale blanket. Hell yeah. Luckily, Good Good didn't send this Dale blanket. I actually found that in the wild. Oh, really? Yeah, found it in the wild and smelled it horrendous. Oh, bunch of packing material. Looks like a beehive. Rubber bands. Oh, fuck yeah, man. There's there. Monsters of the Gridiron set. Yep, that's the whole set. Oh, that's the whole set. Yeah, all 30 cards. I love it, man. I told you I, I was looking for these yes. because I would like to, I had these as a kid and I'd like to have like a little book. For whatever reason, the NFL, and who was this partnered with? Pepsi? I think it was Coke. Coors. It was Coca-Cola. Oh, Coca-Cola, Coors. So, <laughs> Jesus, close enough. Coca-Cola partnered with the NFL and turned all, uh, one player from all of your favorite teams into a legitimate monster. Awesome. There's like one player who's like a giant fucking snake. It's yeah. so weird and bizarre that they did that. I love it. I just, I have so much nostalgia for it. Here's part two. Part two. Now, did you open any, any of this stuff? Nope. This is sight unseen. Flying blind, hoping that what's in this box. This could be something. If it's a dildo, <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. It's docking with Don Dockin. It's docking with Don Dockin. Don Dockin. If you're out there listening to this, we are going to do your podcast. Docking with Don Don Dockin. Don Dockin. Don Dockin. He lives in Youngstown. All right. Okay, they wrapped the <laughs> U USPS box in like a garbage bag. Kevin is getting his work. I mean, he's getting his tries, his delts, everything done. All right. Here Bumbly. we go. Bumbly jumbly. Great googly moogly. Excited for this. Yes. <laughs> Brand new with tags. Brand new with tags. Starter monsters, the gridiron hat 
fuck? Yeah. Funny thing is, though, you mentioned it that day when you texted me. Uh-huh. After I was done texting you, I went on eBay, fucking, got so both. There's another one that has... It was on the side, but it was green. I was like... I, there's one that the logo goes all the way down on the bill. Oh, stuff. really? Yeah. I had this one as a kid. I'm so stoked. Okay, so even better. I'm going to wear it all the time. Awesome. Well, there was another one that was weird. It was like green and brown, but there was only a small logo on the right While side. I eat uh, McDonald's shrimp salad. All right, here's... I'll give you your last one here. Oh, because this was a two-parter. I have this one, and then I have one more. So do you want me to open this first? I think it's a telescope. Actually, you open that, and then I'll open this, and then we'll do your last one. All right, here we go. As I drink my truly... I never knew this existed. Really? Dude. So Okay. Do you remember these? Now, I remember... I didn't know there were Last Action Hero cups. So they're Last Action Hero hard plastic cups that you put that sleeve on. Really? And it makes them 3D. So you can, like, watch the scene. So you just slide the cup. Let's try this out. And then you turn the sleeve, and it, like, does some sort of, like, litho effect. Oh, it does do from here. Yeah. Dude. So there are actually four of those. Okay. But I bought a lot of three. Didn't realize that there was a four. The fourth one sells for like as much as the other three combined. I wonder fucking why. Limited run on them. I don't know. It's weird. They're not the full-size Dream Team like hard plastic. What I like about that they're smaller. They're smaller, but uh, super cool. I didn't know that Last Action Hero Burger King stuff existed. Dude, perfect for my Last Action Hero collection. Yeah, but those yeah, those are new. They have the new sleeves and everything. If you think about it, this had to cost Burger King money for these lithos They should have just made Burger King cups with just yes. a picture on them. Or even, I'd take a glass one. That's why care. it's super weird that they had the, uh, super strange that they have the sleeves and stuff because it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I hope you like this one. I was going back and forth with your last gift. I hope it's a telescope. Oh my god, it's humongous. It's five feet I want to say it's three foot by five foot. Oh, my God. It's a leftover subway tunnel. Yes, it is the subway tunnel poster for the final season of The Leftovers. That's fucking awesome. Luckily, there was a guy. He had it. It was in perfect shape. He had a ton of these. I was like, perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. So I figured, you know, eventually when you get your bar all done, you'll have a big wall down there if you want to put it up on there. Get to look at Justin Thoreau's. Naked abs. I'm excited for us to eventually, maybe me, you, and uh, Mag CH, we do a leftovers roundup because I finished the leftovers and I'm glad I recommitted to watching that show. Told you, you just have you to were get right. Season one, and then you just go along for the ride. I'm interested to go back to watch season one and go, oh Jesus, yeah. pool sceners. I hope everybody is gonna have a merry. Merry Christmas. We are almost there, folks. This year has flown by. I'm excited to see what 2023 has in store for us here at the Pool Scene Podcast as we will continue Season 11 WTF season after the first of the year. Going to hit you with a bit of a palate cleanser, and then we're going to jump right back into the weirdom, get more guests coming on in the upcoming season. Maybe, hopefully, maybe try to do a live show. That'd be kind of fun to do. What would you guys think of us getting together as a group, watching a movie, movie and having you guys live in the audience to watch a show. I think that'd be a great idea. What do you guys think? Let us know on our Facebook page at Pool Scene Podcast. Also, we're going to have a lot more Twitch streams coming up. Maybe do other fun and exciting things as we go to season 11 and beyond. More guests, more fun, more making fun of me, me passing out in the laughter. We're going to have a fun time. Jesus. Kevin is now coming back down the stairs with a massive something. 
Massive something. A massive something. Were you talking about me while I was gone? Yes, I was. All right. All right. Spin it around. Oh, it's a Gotham sign. I went up to Medina Antique Mall to get, was this the one? It was the week before. I'm so glad I went when I did. I was going to go buy this. It is the McDonald's display of the McDonald's Batman Returns Gotham glasses. Oh, or, I'm that sorry, is not awesome. Batman Returns. Is it Returns Batman Forever? Forever. Batman Forever. Yes. And the funny thing is, though, I literally went up that next week and I told you, I was like, if that's up there, I'm going to buy it. I remember texting you going, somebody fucking bought it because yeah. I was going to get it. So I drove up there because like, I wanted to start shopping and I drove up there and I said, if they have this, this will be the marquee gift. If they don't have it, I know that I need to rethink my game plan. Ah, oh, this is awesome. So. Hopefully we find somewhere to put it. Oh, yeah, I will. Now, did you notice in that booth, the guy that sold that also has the companion Spanish one? I almost bought the Spanish yeah. one as like, okay, it's better than nothing. But I'm like, am I really connected yeah. to the Spanish sign? I'm no. just not. But I was so dejected. Like, Angela was like, it'll be okay. It wasn't meant to be. I'm like, ah, god damn it. Yeah, it was a good price for those because typically stuff like that, I mean, we've seen oh. sells for a ton. And this isn't like perfect. Yeah. This is almost as if a McDonald's employee was like, yeah. I'm taking this. This is awesome. Yeah, this is definitely going to find a place cool. down here. Definitely. Dude, awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. We got the rest of the episode to record. Oh, that's right. <laughs> just do a gift exchange and shit strewn about. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's get back in the pool, the Christmas pool. Everybody back in the pool. Uh, oh, God. Right. Oh, this is why people don't look up all the time. It gives them a herniated neck. Oh, oh my God. Wins, wins, wins. You're like the mayor of Winstown. Critical question. Jim, what are your thoughts on Last Christmas as a Christmas song? You know what? I think it's one of the preeminent great Christmas songs of all time. I will say I started getting a bit sick of it throughout this whole movie because I'm just like, okay, I get it. Name of the songs based off of the fucking everything. But I'm like, in a nutshell, I think Last Christmas is top five Christmas song of all time. Yeah, I, I dig five. it too. It's been covered by Carly Rae Jepsen, Ariana. Ariana Grande, Good Charlotte. Can't imagine. I've never heard that one. Probably Gwen, the best version. Gwen Stefani, Hilary Duff, Jimmy Eat World, and Taylor Swift. So I, I really also, I dig it too. But I don't know that a, a whole movie plot needed to be written around fudging the lyrics. No, not at all. <laughs> Probably applying them in a literal sense. All right. Someone that is not invited to my Christmas party and I'm sure did not get me anything is Mr. David McCall. Hey guys, it's Christmas time again. It's me, Santa Davy. Guess what? I'm gonna fucking kill you. Okay. Could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. All right, the elephant in the in the room. I don't know that it was really necessary to do the ghost twist in this one. Why did they need it? Yeah, your idea, a hundred million times yeah. better. It's a solid little feel-good story of a girl getting her shit together and gaining some Christmas spirit along the way. Like yeah. she's, it's like a, a redemption arc story, and it just happens to take place at Christmas. And it, it's a good little movie. It does yeah. not need a ghost in it. It doesn't no. need like. It's just weird. It's they could have told the story. Have just been another love actually and I would have been fine yeah. with it so all my logic has to do with Tom being a ghost same here so does he know he's a ghost uh, <laughs> he does right I mean he, yeah because he's gonna tell her that I'm a ghost but he's telling her that he's going he's like I have to do some bike deliveries and he's telling her that he volunteers at the homeless shelter where is he going what are you doing out so late oh, where have you been what's up What's up? You're not being able to find you is what's up. You just, 
You've been disappearing for days on end, and Two I've days. been trying to find you. So take your stupid phone out of your stupid cupboard and contact me, all right? Because because I've just been really stupid. I've been really, really stupid. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but you had a couple of drinks. Oh, bugger off with your cleanly manliness, all right? Just, just go back to work. Leave me alone. No, I've just come back from helping the needy. Great. Yeah, it's a bit of psych work, working with the severely distressed. You know, when they get off on one. Oh. In fact, you're severely distressed and have just gone off on one, so I'm glad that we bumped into each other. Shall we go get my phone from that cupboard? Because he's not actually going. Well, this kind of even triggers off into my logic. What triggers her to imagine him, especially doing these situations she puts him in? Now, are we to believe that Tom is actually a sentient ghost yes. or he is a sentient ghost? So I think she's so. not making this shit up no. because she's connected. I think him. he's an actual ghost, but it's just he's her ghost. Yeah, but why does he have to... Rita Miller. Yeah, but why does he have to go do... Uh, yeah, why can't he just be with her the whole time? Yeah. Where's he got to go? Why can't he be there when she needs him? Unless he's trying to, like, give her a nudge, but he's just pissing her off. It's super <laughs> weird, like, from that perspective. It's too deep for its own good. It doesn't need to be. So I don't know how they gave Kate a heart transplant with such a small scar. It's massively That should small. have extended like all the way up, basically. It should have been almost from, would you say, yeah. the clavicle? Well, mid, I mean. Mid-thoracic? Yeah, for like heart surgery, like open heart surgery. They, they got to break your like, sternum. Open you up. So you pretty much, yeah. like You're filleted open. Your t-shirt barely covers your scar. Yeah. But in her case, Midway. took her heart out and gave her another one. Yeah. And she has this, this little scar. She must have. Somebody did a Mortal Kombat fatality, too small and too perfect. Here's a deep thought logic question. So they're back in his flat. She's admitting to Tom all of her, you know, all of her failures, her heart transplant. What if she did have sex with him? What is that? Yeah. Is it just going to be a self-gratification type thing or? I Well, obviously he can touch her. Yeah. So it would have just been regular sex, but he knows that he's a ghost and it's probably irresponsible to have sex with a person. I wonder if this literally is like ghost, like there's rules to this. Well, they don't give us any of it because they don't reveal until late in the movie that. I wish he was able to move shit. Well, technically, yeah, he is. He rides yeah. a bike. Yeah, he rides a bike. Ice skating. No one can see him though. That open air market that they go to, they're just drinking an entire bottle of booze at like a stand up table outside. Yeah. I want to go to that open it's air market. It's the coolest thing ever. It's like her and her Mom, I think. Plus, how is he able to break into that building with the ice rink on like the 80th floor? Well, it's her. Okay. But even, but see, that's even weirder. How does she know? Because at the end when they reveal that, you know, the whole Jesus, it was those times I carried you. Yeah. Because like the security guard's yelling at her for ice skating, but she's by herself. So weird. There's like so many things when you go back, you're like, like that need explanation. But like, why was this, why was that whole plot greenlit? Like who thought it was a great idea? Emma Thompson. But I guess it's hard to turn down a woman who is, has a lot of acclaim to her acting career but maybe there's a reason that she's an actor not a writer yeah this yeah well so jim this is up your alley it's two-parter all right so she was in yugoslavia until she was what eight or nine yes would she have no trace of the accent like she has a i was thinking about that too normal like english accent same with her sister and same with her sister but her mom has oh, like thick thick yugoslavia same accent. with her dad same with her dad so why
why was she able to shed hers? To me, she would have needed to come over earlier. Three or four. Yeah. I think you could have said, okay, it'd be gone. But, but she spent she eight came years. Over, yeah, when she was eight or nine. In the native tongue. And then I'm not up on my history and geography. So this, again, is up your alley. So we see Kate in Yugoslavia in 1999. And Kate says that they had to escape war. But in Yugoslavia, I think war ended in 1995. Yeah. Am I crazy or do they say other times in this movie that they're Croatian? Because like there's a scene on the bus where this guy's like getting abused. You know, they're, they're being very racist to him. Yeah. And she says, I'm Serbia Croatian. And so she's Croatian, but I guess she was just Croatian living in Yugoslavia. That holds a lot of weight because Yugoslavia officially ended as a, like a federative socialist Republic in April of 1992. Okay. So there was no Yugoslavia anymore after April of 1992. However, when Yugoslavia broke up, it became Bosnia and Herzegovina, Croatia, Macedonia, Montenegro, Serbia, and Slovenia. When, so, okay. yeah, so if it's 1999, she's Croatian, not Yugoslavian. But it's one of those things, too, where, hey, I was born when it was yeah. Yugoslavia. I'm, I'm Yugoslavia. Yes. Period. Yeah. It's like people that were born in East Germany yes. would still say, I'm East German. Right. Her mom has this big fear the whole time of, like, that they're going to send them back, you know? Brexit seemed to have interjected so quickly into this script, mm -hmm. which, at the time, this would have been around 2016. You said this would have been 2016? Yeah. Yeah. It took place. Yeah. She would have had her transplant 2016. Yes. And this took place like 2007. So yeah, Brexit was a big issue. So I get that. Yeah. Legacy. What's the legacy of this movie? It's still new. It's two years old. Yeah. So not a lot of legacy yet. I mean, I get the feeling you would not return and watch this again. Probably not. No. Even though, like I said, Amelia Clark is amazing. I liked Henry Golding in this. I thought he was really good. I just felt he was underutilized in this movie. I think I would go back and watch this. Not maybe not every Christmas, but I would watch it and just have to laugh at the ghost stuff because the way that they do the you know the performance after the ghost reveal doesn't save it no because this one's so frustrating because it is good for 80 percent of the way yeah it's a good little christmas movie and then you get so disappointed and then you're like wait a minute you gave us this m night Shyamalan twist that you didn't have to give us no i mean they could have given us another story about tom you know or something if you go into this movie acknowledging that it's a redemption arc maybe it's better off thinking it that way yeah instead of a romantic comedy yeah. Because it's, it's not romantic. I mean, I'm going to write another Christmas movie with Amelia Clark and Henry Golding where he's not a ghost. Could it just be first Christmas? <laughs> It'll be a uh, wonderful Christmas time. Like, but what, instead of playing last Christmas, they'll play wonderful Christmas time over and over. But again. like, what if you did a prequel where they actually met at some point? Yeah. Sort of like Chris Massey and there Nicole or N Natalie. I keep calling her Nicole. Totally same movie. Yeah. All right. The ground for some plugs. Pool sceners once again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the show. And don't forget, as always, like, comment, subscribe, rate and follow Apple, Spotify and Podbean. You leave us a five star review and we read it on the air. We'll send you out a bit of a prize. Also, don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram and Twitch. You guys are unsure how to get there we have a one-stop shop now and it's called linktree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash pool scene podcast if you guys would like to contribute to the show in any way help for future content maybe even put it towards a cup of coffee for us there is a link at the top of the link tree that will send you to basically a tip jar we love you guys and thank you once again and now 
back to Kevin. Merry Christmas, Final Lap Guy. Yeah! The Final Lap! Hanging out with my boy, Ken Mellons. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going on a little trip this weekend. Uh, I have a birthday yeah. on the 19th. The old bag. This will be released on my birthday, the 19th. Mm-hmm. So this will be released on my birthday. Just going on a little weekend trip. Going to go to Cincinnati for a day. Going to go to Columbus for a day. Nice little jaunt. Stay a couple of nights at home. So I'll be home by the time you're hearing this. And then next week, Jim and I, I think, for my birthday, are going to grab some wings. Yes! And uh, anyone's welcome to join us at our gangs. It's the best place ever. It's the best way. They're not just wings. They're wongs. Wongs. They're so good. And uh, yeah, so we're going to get some wings. We are going to record another episode for you. Yes. It's going to drop right around Christmas sometime. Just a little bonus thing with uh, finishing out the Christmas content. We are going to cover one of my favorites starring WCW and WWF Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg. (laughs) Santa's sleigh about there's an ancient contract between Santa and the devil and the fate of the universe is decided by curling. They play a game of curling. Does it's, Goldberg curl in this? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's nuts. The it's, end of the world. It's got Claire from Lost in it. And uh, I enjoy, I watch this one literally every year. I love it because it is just unimaginably stupid. Two big questions. Is Goldberg a podcaster in this? No. Nope. Is Goldberg a ghost? No, but he's Satan. All right. So I'll take it close. That's fine. Yeah, it's nuts. It used to be streaming somewhere for free on like Tubi or somewhere. And now I can't find it. So hopefully it's streaming somewhere for you to watch. If not, I know you can do like the premium subscription thing on Hulu. Yeah. You can get a free trial if you want to watch along with us. Jim and I, after we get some wongs, as Jim would call them, Mm -hmm. we're going to uh, watch this. Have a little have a little celebration. Yes. And uh, yeah. So until next week, we hope you're enjoying Christmas content WTF Christmas content and Santa Slay will certainly be WTF Christmas content to the extreme to the extreme gag me with a spoon rock a mic like a vandal grody to the max till next week silencia <laughs>